Welcome everyone to the Modders Inc. Podcast. This is where we talk about what is happening in the case modding community and in the computer world. Modders Inc. is going to be sitting here talking to Bill Owen. Bill, how are you doing today? Hey guys, doing great. Hey Bill. What's up? Well, we figured we'd pick you for the first one to be uh, on the show, since I think everybody pretty much knows a little bit about you and, and knows um, MNPC Tech and Senior Mods, and I think people would really like to know more about the actual modders than just the pictures and the words typed on the page. Cool. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. And don't forget about the Mod Nation forum. Oh, yeah. I can't forget about Mod Nation. And he's also got the Case Mod blog, so check that out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then our YouTube page, which is just off-the-wall, crazy, busy, worldwide presence. It's just like this beast that I'm trying to control. <laughs> you know, my, my first question for you, Bill, is how the hell do you have the time to do all that? Um, well, I actually I do modding, uh, this modding business um, part-time. I've got three, three days a week are dedicated to exclusively working in my shop on my stuff. But in any case, uh, three days a week and in, on, on uh, Sundays, it's dedicated solely to shop time, to working on projects. And um, I've got a crew of uh, uh, myself, Tom Hawkinson, that does the video photos, uh, Brad Galvin, that does our custom paints, Steve McLeod does all our custom milling full-time. These guys are dedicated to MMPC Tech. This is all part of their lives as well. And I've got just a stellar team of uh, talented guys this year, and I'm, I've been really blessed with that. And um, it shows, you know, in our work and uh, the products that we're selling now. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Yes, absolutely. The best part, guys, is it's made in America. It's made right here. I don't do anything overseas, you know. Yeah, keep it in the USA. What was your first um, exposure to modding? How How did that come about? I mean... I think you said something before about you were into some cars. Did that just kind of lean over into the to computer aspect, or was it just something yeah, that caught you off guard? Totally. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but I think it was 97 or 98. Uh, I was the president of a car club, and one of the guys um, on the board was a techie, a geek techie full-time, and I was talking about how my Dell computer, my Pentium 146, was slow, and he's like, "Well, well, okay, I can take care of that. I can, I can overclock that thing, and I can act like overclock. What's that?" And he's like, "Explain to me." I thought, "Oh, that sounds cool." And then we arranged to have him come over to my house on a weekend. He came over, and I watched the whole transition of what he did. How he went into the BIOS and he tweaked, and he added more memory and bumped up the clock speed on it. And I thought, "Oh man, I could do that." It's not as uh, scary and technical that as I, that I imagined, and. uh it just kind of springboarded from there, and then I kind of just, you know, uh, refer back to him about stuff. And at some point, uh, I decided that I just wanted to be a computer tech, and I got it. I got my A plus. I went to night school for my A plus certification, my M plus certification. Well, about that time is when the um, IT market kind of fell out, um, and there wasn't any jobs available by the time I finished night school. So oh, yeah. I had skills. And I couldn't utilize them all, but the way I am is that, well, I figured I went to school, I'm not going to waste these skills, so I started just building um, gaming systems for friends, because at about that time, Alienware 
started generating about Alienware. I remember back when uh, Alienware advertised on the back of Maximum PC Magazine. Right. And they also had those full-page ads, and they were like the first company besides Falcon Northwest to offer colored cases, which was really a big deal back then. Oh, yeah. Absolutely it was. Getting away from that beige was like a huge step then. Oh, totally. And I remember I just got on the Internet, did some like, research on stuff, and I found that Directron, which still exists today, Directron.com, was selling Antec Soho cases that were colors similar to the Alienware ones. So basically what I started pitching to friends was I would build in a system that was comparable to the Alienware one and in some way I, in some way I'd do it that was better or, you know, just it was a lot of it was just marketing and sales pitch, you know. Right. But, uh, in any case, that just kind of you know got me more interested in the high-end gaming market. And um, at some point down the road, I remember I was on the web and I was just surfing, and uh, I stumbled across an Australian LAN event, and there was photos of it. And I remember seeing these guys had windows in their boxes, they had light in there, the crazy paint jobs. And I thought that is the coolest thing. I could connect with that coming from like a car background. I could connect with that right away, customizing your own box. And uh, at the time, somebody uh, that knew what I was doing had wanted to have a system built. He he was a Volkswagen enthusiast, uh, Volkswagen GTIs, and he wanted a PC that was themed after his Volkswagen GTI. And uh, I thought, well, perfect, cars and computers melded together, and so I got excited about the project. And um, we took this old beige box. Uh, I remember I put a uh, door handle recess on the top for carrying it, then used gauge from the center console cluster, uh, used, like, the headlight switch from the original car. I went to a salvage yard, just cannibalized the, the actual car, and then uh, we painted it tornado red, which was the factory color, and put a window in it, and I painted the chassis and did all the nice braiding on the cables, and then I posted some pictures on uh, one of the forums, and like, hey, that's cool, man, could you, all of a sudden people were PMing, could you do a window like that for me? And I was like, holy cow. And it was actually, I was getting more inquiries about doing mods than building systems for people. So what, that one you were talking about, was that the Dell Eater? Yeah, it was the Dell Eater, right on. Oh, uh, yeah. And cool. Was, I can't remember, maybe that was like 99 or 2000 when I did that. It was, well, in any case, it was the most obnoxious Dell commercials were playing with the Dell guy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, you're getting like, busted. Didn't he go to jail for, like, pot or something? You <laughs> <laughs> can see that coming. Blow his money on that. Yeah, where is he today? Uh, who knows where he's at today? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> So it sounds like that you've already had the background in, in cars, which I, I kind of explained the same way. I was the same way when I was younger with, with cars and, and hot rodding them up and building the engines and doing all that stuff that it it seemed like to me a, a natural progression over because I got older, had kids, didn't have the money to spend on the cars, but I had some money to play around with the computer. And um, I think when you first tell people, like, what is modding, they have not a clue what you're talking about. And then we kind of explain it about the hot riding scene and doing it with computers. They, they start to grasp it. But it's, I think they still don't understand why. But I think that's the whole aspect of the of the hobby. It's like it's just so personalized, making it yours. Yeah. But, you know, Apple, they recognize um, the, uh, the need for people to personalize their stuff right away. And when they started offering the multicolored IMAX, 
Oh, yeah. People really dug that. Oh, I want a red one. I want a blue one and stuff like that. Something as simple as changing a color, people felt like, oh, it's just a reflection of my personality now. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So your skills carried over into the modding that you have now from the cars, right? Or is this something you really had to work at? or? Yeah, uh, my stepfather was a major influence. My stepfather was a big-time hot rod or customizer, um, and uh, he just brought me up through my teenage years, you know, the years when you're just lusting after getting your license and getting your first car. Right. And, uh, he, just, he just fed all of it and threw, threw you know, books at me of Big Daddy Ed Roth. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just total 60s custom culture stuff, and I ate it up. I loved it. The biggest asset is I just learned about tools, you know, how to use tools properly, what tools do what, specialized tools, uh, painting, you know. Um, so much of the car culture correlates with case modding. I mean, it's uh, basically, uh, you know, metal work, Bondo, which I, ne- I hate that word, Bondo, because I never use Bondo products. Um, which is referred to as mud in the industry. Right. The thing right. is about Bondo is that it's so accessible to the average guy that doesn't know about, you know, auto, bar, auto body supply shops that he just buys Bondo because you can buy it off the shelf at Walmart. Exactly. Right. The stuff actually, what you know, as it cures, it you know, it it, it expands and it cracks. And see, so you don't realize that until you spent hours trying to do something on your case, and your next day is like. Where the hell is this cracked from? You know, <laughs> you know, you just don't know any better, and that's one of my biggest frustrations. When you say, "Oh, did you bond What kind of bond did you use?" And I, you know, get into lecture mode, and I use Everglass short hair fiberglass filler instead because you know it won't it won't crack and stuff like that. But um, you know, that's one of the big things there. So sorry, I kind of got sidetracked on that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No, actually, that was some great information. I mean, it all it kind of goes in. I mean, when you get it further into the painting aspect of it, you know, you're you're dealing with on a computer, you're dealing with metal, plastic, and you know, various crevices you got to get into. I mean, the automotive aspect of it does play into it 100. percent Right on. I mean, just learning what proper chemicals will work with what, you know, for your applications. You know, uh, one of the biggest things is. Um, uh, painting the case. I'm always asked questions about that. You know, you don't need to sand it down to the metal. You know, you just need to basically scuff the surface and get a good primer. They keep right. using a good primer. Exactly. Um, I always preach use self-etching primer versus just ordinary primer. And then for plastics, you want to use a flexible primer. You know, right. those are key things that kids are constantly asking about since day one. They will always ask about it. And a lot of, you know, what I've noticed too, guys, I'm 39 years old, and the generation now of kids, uh, when we went to high school, I'm sure you guys had shop class. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right? Oh, yeah. Well, these kids now, at least around here, they're, they're not doing shop class, and their fathers, which aren't like our fathers, where they had to, you know, fathers in our era, era, they had to fix stuff themselves a lot of times. You know, work on your car yourself or do your own home repairs. Um, I don't know. I just not seeing it with. Uh, I don't know. Not seeing parents today, the majority like they used to, uh, uh, pass on those traits onto their kids. A lot of kids that are my customers, they don't even have a power drill. Yeah. You know, I, I, they don't even know what a Dremel is, or you know, you you guys know. Oh no, I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. 
I totally agree with you. I mean, I can remember when I was a kid, hell, at the age of, uh, I don't know, 10 years old, I was helping my dad rebuild John Deere's. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was I was racing motorcycles, so I was tearing mine down and taking them apart and putting them back together. And like I said, doing the hot rod thing, and we were drag racing. So I had a lot of hands-on experience. But I think back then, though, you could work on a car. I mean, that's a good point, Dwayne. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to be a computer technician as well. <laughs> exactly. When I got my I got my new car like three years ago, it was the first new car I've ever gotten. Pop open the hood, and it's like I can't oh. even find the engine. <laughs> you know, I had I had a '66 Mustang. I could go out there. I could change the water pump. I could change the alternator, right, and do all all that oh. stuff in about 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I envy kids today of cars, that's for sure. In, in some ways. I mean, like I said, you used to be able to change their parts out and cost very little. Now you got to take it into the dealership or somewhere, and it's going to cost you five, 600 bucks for just an oil change. Yeah. Well, what's scary today, guys, is if you buy a newer car like yours, Dwayne, you start tweaking things, well, you just voided the warranty now because they know. Yes. You are, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's no hiding it. So, out of all those cases that you've made, which, looking at your site right now, looks like a good, oh, I don't know, 20? Which one do you think was, uh, was one of your favorites? Uh, you know, I've done a lot of the bread, for a while there, I was doing a lot of bread and butter work. Um, what I mean by that is just simply adding fans to a case or, like, enlarging to larger fans. Um, a lot of stuff that... I simply you don't you don't you don't ever see because it's really not worth showing. So like if you went to my site and you looked at the gallery, that's more like, well, this is really a cool, unique build. I'm going to take photos of it, use it to promote my business and stuff. So because right. uh, uh, I'm actually at the gallery right now and I'm looking at what you have. Are you setting any kind of uh, order, like oldest to newest? No, I'd have to look, man, because a lot okay. of that stuff is like been up there for a few years. Um, as for like a favorite, or one that you maybe that not listen, not maybe a favorite, but one that you maybe enjoyed the most. What you really enjoy doing? Um, you know what? Uh, I hate to sound like cliche, kind of, but each new project is probably the one I, I dig the most while I'm working on it, and I kind of like I go through them like I'm eating a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it's like. I look at case case projects as chapters, and I just the book keeps progressing, man. You know, it's like I don't ever really look back on it. It's like when it's done, and it it gets to you know. Well, I remember uh, probably the Pink Floyd one was a lot of fun because um, called the wall. One thing, yeah, yeah. For one thing, I was like a casual Pink Floyd fan. You know, FM classic rock. You hear your typical songs on there, but when I was doing it for that particular guy. Um, he turned me on to a lot of the stuff that I never heard, and then just while I was working on the project, I explored their music, and now I'm like a huge Pink Floyd fan. I, you know, I, I like I know all the stuff about the band and everything. So it's like it was one of those projects that pushed me to learn more about the theme of it, which was really awesome. So I look at a project like that as like an asset I gained in my life. You know, like something I didn't really know about. Now I know about. And I really it's a part of my life now. So that would probably be a, a big landmark there. But like I say, uh, well, for example, today uh, I just finished the Simpsons one, and uh, to to walk out with the guy out to his car and just give it to him, shake his hand, and be like knowing that when he gets home he's just going to be staring at it 
and digging it and showing all his friends. That's probably the best feeling right there. You know, that's each each new project is probably my favorite until it's over, and then I just you know, hey, I get to start on the next one. So, <laughs> so was this guy a customer that, with the Simpsons, yeah. or was he? Yeah. Uh, Funny about him is that he was my N plus teacher uh, um, back. In, I think it was 2000 when I took a night school and in the N plus course. He was my teacher, and uh, on and off we've just kept in contact. And then he knew what I was doing now, and he just thought it would be really cool to have um, his next system built with me. And then he wanted to be there for the whole. So the whole time while we built it, he was in the shop hanging out. If, if he wasn't interested in a particular aspect, he just kicked back and play the Xbox 360 or just talk and stuff, and it was a great experience. So now he knows all about what I do, and it's kind of, in a way, I'm giving back to what he did for me those years ago. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great experience. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening right now that would uh, love to be at your shop and see see what you do and how you guys do it. Yeah, I'm one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, right see, now, I... That's what you should do, yeah. Bill. You should have, you know, instead of like everybody going to QuakeCon or something like that, it's all go to Bill's shop. Oh, we've go. done it. Yeah. <laughs> done those nights. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a blast, man. It's not very big. It's, what's, what's cool about this shop is that it's in a 100-year-old warehouse, um, and it's been converted with um, different spaces in it. And... I've got finally got the windows updated. It had the original windows in this building, the multi-pane windows, and then of course in the winter time, all the heat just you know dissipates right off those windows. <laughs> Sounds but, like uh, finally, got, finally got those replaced with screens, and you don't know what a big deal screens are. <laughs> <laughs> no bugs. That means when you paint something, you're not going to get a freaking gnat landing on it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so is that just pretty much your building, or or your Part you know, of a large group. Oh, okay. Um, it's a really cool building. Uh, it's just it's loaded with all these types of artisans, and you're like across the hall from me is an oil painter. Um, down the hall from him is a sculptor. Right next door to me is an illustrator that does um, like anime type illustration. There's a guy downstairs that builds custom mountain bikes. Uh, just a potpourri of like different talent and stuff. So like it's just cool to hook up with people in the building and see what they're working on. Absolutely. It sounds like you can have enough resources to pull from right there to do a mod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I would love Eric. Um, it's The name of this company is Peacock Groove. He actually, he's like the Jesse James of mountain bikes. He actually builds the frames and forks, and he makes these radical mountain bikes. And I'm thinking, and he's a, just, just like Jesse James, he's a very talented welder. And I'm thinking, there's got to be something I can capitalize and work out of this guy that he can weld for me, you know? Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be that'd be great. I mean, that sounds like an awesome setup there, and all that artistic sound like creativity just flowing through that building. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. I like it. I'm, I'm very happy. It's like my home away from home, and probably the moment the, like the most euphoric experience to have here is to have a bunch of other modders in the shop working on one project at a time. Like, I've had guys from out of town come in here because, you know, I'm here, and they'll give me a heads up, and I've known them on the forums. and like, I'm going to be coming through, you know, working in your shop for a bit. And there was, like, one night when we had a bunch of guys in here that I've known on these forums for years, and we're all working on something. And it's like this just euphoric feeling that you all are in the same vibe, and you have a passion for the same thing. And, I mean, you can't even put a dollar amount on that. It's just an awesome feeling. 
Yeah, that does sound pretty exciting. I mean, like I said, maybe uh, you should do a contest, you know, like win a weekend with Bill or something. Yeah, you know, that's not a bad idea. Somebody had uh, proposed that I have, like, uh, actually, like, charge somebody to be, like, a one-on-one session kind of thing. And, yeah, maybe I might do something like that. But I can tell you this, is that <laughs> as it's been going, all my friends pretty much want a custom rig now, and they want to have their time in here with me. So <laughs> i got to take care of my pros, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how exactly did you get started with, you know, MNPC Tech? I mean, was it just something like you were just talking with a bunch of people or just something you said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can make this into a business? Um, well, MNPC Tech originally was, like, the most generic thing. I mean, it's just... It's an acronym for Minnesota Personal Computer Technician. And, oh, okay. Because um, when I originally started out, when I just finished school and I was building the gaming systems for people, I was pitching myself as a, a computer tech as well. You know, just troubleshooting people's home computers. And that was pretty much through word of mouth. And so that's just kind of the birth of it. And there was been times of, like, debated about the name. Um, like, you know, it's really hard for people to remember MNPC Tech. What does it mean? You know, there's been people online, what the hell does that name mean? You know, like stuff, you know. And I asked my friends, should I name it, like, Modders for Life or something, you know, just like, you know, Case Mod God or no. no oh, no. Something <laughs> like that. You know, just something like Case Mod Oriented. And they'd be like, no way, dude. You, we know who, that's who you are. You know, right. we, that's, you know, and you know what? I just, and I listened to them, and over time, it paid off. You know, just, it's a name that's recognizable, and, uh, I'm glad I stuck with it. I mean, you've got some of the best custom-made stuff on there. I mean, just stuff you just can't get anywhere. Definitely at reasonable prices. I mean, like the you know the machine uh, billet feet, and you've got the I think the grills, the new grills coming up, right? Yeah. I see them on there now. Yeah, that's that's right. awesome stuff. Yeah, we're I'm very excited about. It. We got a Steve's got a five-axis mill. It's it's a Haas mill. I don't remember the exact model of it, but it take up half your garage and it's uh it will do whatever we throw at it and the thing is you got to have limitations in this market because there's only a certain price point people justify you know um a lot of the billet stuff if you come from the hot rod realm a lot of the stuff like the handles that i do you could easily see priced at 75 dollars or even a little more than that because it's billet it's machine aluminum and in the hot rod realm there's a justification of what that, you know, what that being milled like that. Now, in the computer market, right. it's a little bit different. Your average kid don't see the value in that as much. Um, so you got to really watch the price point and not get too crazy with it. So our profit margins aren't huge, you know, but uh, otherwise, if, if, if I asked $75 for a pair of computer handles, nobody would buy it. Right. So right. We, have to, we have to really watch um, our pricing. And uh, luckily... I've created a niche where there's really no other competition in it because we make our own stuff. Although I've seen, I've seen in some Asian manufacturers now offering copycat similar stuff, you know, because they recognize that it's selling. Right, and we, we've seen that before. We've seen that with um, other people's cases that they've actually taken and copied cases and sold them. Absolutely. Remember uh, Alonzo uh, Bistro? He he made yeah. a few years back, and you can actually almost buy an exact copy. Of that case, and um, it, yeah, it's such one that was like a cylinder. No, um, no, I, yeah, I think that the one before that, I think, Bill. 
Um, it had some flames torn in the front, flames, some flame designs on the side with some meshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. The name escapes me right now. But uh, definitely it was it was a very unique and really cool at that time. And then a few months later, actually it was about six months ago or later, Tony, they uh, came yeah. out and um, there was this case and we were, we actually got one. I, I actually contacted the company and got a case and sent that case to him because we were, well, we told him we were going to review it, but we, we took it and sent it to him and say, here, see what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> now, where's my money? Yeah. Where's my money? <laughs> That's what I would be saying. Well, I know Bill, I know Bill and I can actually get in on that comment too recently with a, with a mod that I did and, and a few items getting shown somewhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's a reality, dude. That's just the way it's played. Yep. You guys know it. I mean, it's a reality. People don't... People underestimate how many manufacturers are spying on us and lurking. They're lurking all of the time. Everywhere. I had a manufacturer, and I kid you not, manufacturer came up with a set of handles, billet handles similar to mine, and they copied word for word the description taken from my store page for those handles for oh their announcement of the product. That's not cool. That's just a blatant ripoff. That's that's terrible. It's just it's a, it's astounding how uh is this has how has this been fairly it. recent, Bill? Uh just a few months ago, yeah. Uh, I guess I yeah. know who it is then. Well and you know what? I actually uh they had to get this guys, they had the gall to contact me later and ask if I would be interested in having them make my parts. Really? You know, like, are, are you, want, we, you, you can send us a new design and we'll make it for you. You know, it's, I, I would not trust, I, for the longest time I've held out because I'm very stubborn when it comes to this stuff. I've held out and making my own stuff because once, I believe, once you give them a design, what's to say that they're not going to share that with another manufacturer? They're all together. They're not, what's to say they're not going to share that in some manner? You know, and how yeah. are you going to trace that back? And all you have to do is one slight modification to it. And I do not have, you know, lawyers in the back room that I can, you know, throw money at to chase all this stuff. You know, I'm not that big of a business. Um, but I tell you what, I have, I have an edge, a creative edge over them that they're never going to touch. I will always be ahead of them. Always. Well, yeah, the, uh, the one step that I was thinking of was, uh, the manufacturer. <laughs> you didn't have to mention the name. <laughs> yeah, I got a set coming, supposedly. What was that? I, was like, I, I got a set of them coming, supposedly. I want to compare them. Oh, yeah. I talked to these. I know, I've had somebody that's tried to push me to go with them, and uh, it's, a, it's a big story, and I, I really don't want to get into it. Um, they, and that's not the only thing they copied. They copied something else of mine as well. Um, it hasn't been released yet, so. Uh-oh. Um, you know. But, that, hey, guys, you could sit here and be mopey about it or, like, move on to the next deal, you know? I know, right. I know what the second item is, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, in a, in a way, I mean, it, it, it pisses you off, but also in a way that also makes you feel, hey, you know, this is just makes you feel kind of special at a little point. Like, I'm doing something that somebody else can see to copy me. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? And, and, and oh, they yeah, want to beetle at you. But, oh, yeah. But blatantly still in your former flattery. Oh yeah. yeah, I understand that. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, I don't sit there and think about that stuff. I pretty much, um, I've got so many ideas in my head. I just wish I had more time to get them on to create them. And thank God I was blessed with that. You know, I can't. 
I will not. I don't sit and waste my time wondering how I can attack them or like take care of it or whatever. That I just keep moving forward, man. I mean, like I'm like a, yep. I don't know, like a turbocharged Porsche 930, baby. Just going, you, go. going, you can't touch me. Leading the pack. Well, I, I can tell you right now, Bill. Out of out of you know the few products that I know that I've seen, you know, that will blatantly rip from you, you know. I still push your product, and I don't, you know, I don't agree with what they do. But then when, you know, when I turn around and done something, I've seen it done too, and I was like, damn, yeah. I can see where Bill's coming from now. Well, let's take this to the other side, though. Okay, let's say there's somebody that's comes to your site, Bill, and he's looking at all your stuff, and he's looking at your mods, and he's like, man, I'd like to be able to do something like that. And he tries to imitate what you've done. I mean, that's not something that would definitely not fish you off, right? Oh, never. Uh-uh. Um, you know what? I wouldn't put my stuff all over the Internet if I didn't think people, you know, if I didn't want people to copy it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put videos all over YouTube <laughs> explaining step-by-step step how I've done something uh, and then be like, oh, wait, hey, you weren't supposed to do that. No, no, no. I hey, That's part of the deal, man. And I love I love inspiring pe- people. I exactly. Hate, number one, like I was saying earlier, the more people we can get into this hobby to keep it growing and moving is better. That's the ba- the greatest thing you can do for it. Well, what are you thinking about modding right now? I mean, a few years ago, I can definitely say that modding was big, very, very big, because it was new. Yeah. But now that it's kind of, oh, I'm going to say, what, nine, maybe ten years old, yeah. that it's actually, it's, it's hit a kind of a low point. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess there's different ways you can look at that. I think here in America, um, it's definitely uh, lost its luster in ways, like mainstream kind of, like, well, I put it this way. It doesn't get media coverage anymore like it used to. You know, there was actually, like, uh, there'd be broadcasts, uh, there'd be tons of different, just different types of magazines that would get a big exposure because it was something new in that, and that just all, that's dissipated. Um, what you have left, You've got two categories of people that I'm. You see, the hardcore guys like us that are typically, uh, I don't know, maybe mid to late 30s, 40s, and their families. These guys work full-time jobs on the weekend. This is their primary hobby. They're on right. forums. They they have a presence. They have their friends online throughout the world. Then you've got this um, new new group of kids coming in right now that are teenagers and early 20s, a lot of teenagers, and this is worldwide, not just in the U.S., worldwide teenagers are getting turned on to computer modding. Um, I see it because of the, the, particularly in YouTube, because I can actually go and see um, who these kids are commenting, see their profile pages, and they're all typically from 16 to 19 years old, you know, and what that says is that it's kind of like it's getting a rebirth in ways, um, right, but outside of the U.S. Um, both well, U.S. and yeah, England. Uh, um, uh, man, all over the world. Uh, I mean, I Australia. Yeah, totally. I mean, just, it's, it's huge. Uh, Norway. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Spain. It, it's Brazil. I've seen a lot of hits, like for us, from Brazil and stuff, and England, and a little bit from Canada, but. Hmm? Yeah, you're right. It, it seems to be more popular worldwide than it is U.S.-wide right now. But do you think, let me ask you this. I mean, I've seen it on the Internet and stuff, that they have actually competitions. They have national events for these areas. 
and they're 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 they're, they're big over there. Do you think that's pushing it more over there than what is here? Uh, yeah, you know, they're they're much more organized than we've ever been. Other than early on, um, QuakeCon had a pretty decent contest that they would get publicized. The mod contest would get publicized. I believe it was QuakeCon and maybe one other event as well, guys. Um, QuakeCon was the first one to really kind of push yeah. the first couple of years. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, in Germany, they take modding very seriously. Yes. Very seriously. Um, they have major competitions, major purses to win, and very talented individuals that are, like, uh, full-time focused on this stuff. Um, and they've been doing it for at least three or four years from what I can see. Um, and it gets televised. It gets on their, it's on their news. Um, and in, in Australia, uh, I don't know offhand. I think that one time there was. I don't know if there still is, but... Um, basically, in the U.S., I agree. You, you need to have a more organized competition with exposure. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that would be pers- my personal goal would be to have the ability to do that, to organize a competition like that and really see it go off. Um, I don't know, if, you know, ever to pull it off, but, I mean, that's something that we're trying to do a little bit with, with uh, Envision this year is trying to help them maybe – try and start something off that way and at least get it more out in front of people, get it more popularized again and, 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 and get, get the spark going that it seems to have lost. I mean, there are the people that are just finding out about it and we've got, like you said, the old timers like us and we've got the people in the middle, but we just got to get the, uh, the word out there about the hobby and it doesn't have to be an expensive hobby either. No, uh, not at all. I mean, there's people that are just like mystified at a window <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, how do you oh, yeah. do a proper yeah. window install? <laughs> you know, they dig that. I mean, yeah, you can buy cases with windows, but I can tell you what, uh, a lot of these kids can't simply afford to spend $60 per case, but they've got an old Dell they've inherited from a relative, and they want to mod it, and they want to put a window in it because Dell didn't put windows in their boxes, you know? Right. Or HPs, uh, old compact computers, you look on the forums, and you're seeing a lot of these kids with old PCs, and I dig that. I love it. It's like modifying a 32 Ford into a hot rod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's what uh, Defiant used to do. Remember, he used to take those old HPs yeah. and and just trick the crap out of them. Yeah, and they were very successful, and it gave him a huge name worldwide. And he's a funny guy in that he just decided one day, well, that's enough. It would no. disappear. <laughs> uh, well, the, the last time I talked to Defiant, um, he had uh, when he was doing all of his mods, he had quit playing World of Warcraft. Oh, and, and <laughs> World of Warcraft! There we go. <laughs> he got back into World of Warcraft, and that's why we haven't been seen. I think maybe he just got burned out on it. I think initially he never did it to like make a name for himself or anything. He just saw it as a cool hobby, and all of a sudden he came like a rock star, you know. And yeah. I don't think he. I think he's kind of like just more to himself kind of guy because I remember uh, it was maybe a couple of years ago um, I wanted to send him a bunch of my stuff because he was mentioning my mods and I just like an appreciation I want to send him some of my product and like dude use it on your stuff uh, I'd be awesome and I mean but if you don't that's fine and he ended up just giving it away and but it was cool though you know he he totally uh, he gave props to where he got it from but he's just like oh no and I he's like basically he's very humble. You know, 
he's just not that kind of guy to be in there wanting to get all the accolades, you know? Right. Yeah, it did seem that way. He was, like you said, a very humble person and wasn't looking for the glory. No, not at all. It was just like, this is what I'm doing. I'm having fun doing it. And just happened to be really good at it and had some innovative stuff going there. Yeah, he was he was a car guy, too. So uh, he did all the, uh, the body filler stuff on the front of those cases. I mean, he did exceptional work. He had over there in Australia... Um, he actually had, like, an American muscle car. I can't remember what it was, but um, he procured one over there, and he had beefed it up, man. You know, did all the custom work on it. And uh, so right away when I saw it, oh, I get it. That's that's where that's all coming from. Yeah, <laughs> it all fits right in. Yeah. So, so where do you see modding going from the current state? Do you see it progressing or kind of leveling out still for a while? or? Uh, I think I long term, I don't... I. All I know is that guys like you, me, we're gonna be we're gonna keep we've been doing it for so long and it is part of our lives now that regardless if I'm selling stuff or not, I will be doing it and I'm gonna turn my son onto it too when he's old enough for sure. Um, just because I love doing it so much, it's like any kind of hobby you have a passion for. Um, if the uh, industry, you know, starts to you know starts to fade out from that. We'll still be around doing this because we love to do it, you know. If it's not full-size towers, it'll be ITX small boxes, you know. It's, you know, it's going to be something. Always. There's always going to be customizing. This concludes this part of the interview with Modders Inc. and Bill Owens from MNPC Tech. There's a lot more to come, and we've got a lot more to talk about. Stay tuned for the next podcast. Thanks for listening, and remember, visit ModersInc.com. Put new life into your PC. Thank you.